Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, St. Louis Cardinals fans, and welcome to another Believe in Cardinals podcast. As always, I am your host, Braxton Wheeler. Today's date is March 8th, 2023, and this is episode number 12. You can find this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite shows, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SiriusXM, Amazon Music, Pandora, and many more. If you enjoy this show, please hit the subscribe button so you can be a part of the First Listen Club every time a new show is posted about the birds on the bat. You can also follow me on Twitter at Brax, B-R-A-X-X-X 26, as I post content daily. And send me a message whenever you'd like if you want to hear something specific on the show. All right, guys, please continue to support the show. I really appreciate it. The numbers continue to go up every show, and that's because of you guys, and I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. It really does. Um, The more this podcast grows, the better the content is, uh, the more shows I want to make. So um, you guys are really, really supporting, and I appreciate it. Man, what a day for the Cardinals, man. What a day for the Redbirds. This is probably the best overall all-around performance that we saw from the Cardinals this spring. Why do you say that? Well, I say that because look who we faced. We faced the opening day lineup literally for the New York Yankees at Tampa, which is, of course, the Yankees' home field for spring. So the Cardinals were on the road today. They were facing Garrett Cole, okay, and they won 4-0. to They didn't give up a run to arguably one of the best offenses in all of the American League, if not baseball. Um, So the title of this episode is The Future is Bright, and really all we're doing is I just want to recap and go into depth exactly how the Cardinals play today. Like, I know some spring training games that the Cardinals play, we got to take it with a grain of salt, right? Because, you know, sometimes we throw guys out in in the field where, you know, let's just be realistic. They're not going to play there, or they're not going to see time there for the Cardinals, um, you know, this upcoming season. Like, Moises Gomez, I think he was playing center field, right? Like, that's just not going to really be a realistic situation for the Cardinals pending nothing crazy happens, right? But I really want to go into this episode, why the future is so bright. Today was the Jake Woodford and once again, the Jordan Walker show, man. You know, last episode I said we might be overreacting a little bit, you know, and and maybe we still are, but I don't care. It is the Jordan Walker show, okay? It hit me today because the only way we could watch the game and I realize the future is so bright and we got somebody special, is when the Yankees announcers were talking about Jordan Walker, literally probably for a total of 10, 15 minutes throughout the game. They said there's not many people in this league that can actually stand, you know, I go eye to eye or pound per pound with Aaron Judge, but Jordan Walker does. Folks, he's 20 years old. He hasn't even had a cup of coffee with the MLB team yet. And, you know, we got the Yankees announcers talking about how he goes pound for pound, pound and eye for eye. I'm with a guy like Aaron Judge, who just, what, he had 60-some home runs last year for the Yankees. We have someone special. The future is bright for this team. So, anyway, let's let's jump into the game today. Like I said, the Cardinals were facing Garrett Cole, a Garrett Cole who's coming off of the most strikeouts in a season in New York Yankees history last season. So, the work was cut out for these guys today. Okay, the lineup was we had Brendan Donovan in there, Dylan Carlson, Jordan Walker, Juan Yepes, um, Nolan Gorman, um, Mason Wynn. We saw all these guys play. But let's start with Jake Woodford. And I think Jake Woodford is the most underrated pitcher in the Cardinals organization. 
And I've had this thought in my mind for a while, but I haven't really pushed this narrative yet. Okay. But I was kind of waiting to see him pitch a little bit more. And I know it's a little early um, when it comes to uh, the game today. But, you know, he did pitch four innings. Jake Woodford line today, four innings, zero earned runs against the O Yankees opening day lineup. That included one walk, three hits. He threw 41 strikes and 64 pitches. Okay. So an outing like that, the mathematically, it looked like if he was going to go eight innings, he was going to be floating around 128 pitches, right? Which is really good for a starter for the most part, especially in today's game. Jake Woodford, man, is no doubt in my mind he's going to be the first name called up in the need of a fifth starter or injury, you know, this season. Okay. Not only that, I don't want the Cardinals to run out of six-man rotation. I don't want them to do that. But I would like them to have a six-day rotation. So what does that mean? If the Cardinals were fa- are faced with five straight baseball games, right? Let's say they play Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday, five, six straight baseball games. You get to that Saturday game, the one starter might not have as much rest as he'd like. So you throw Jake, you know, you put Jake Woodford in the game and he gets to start. Now that could be argued between Jake Woodford, could be argued between a guy like Matthew Libertor. It could be argued with a guy like Dakota Hudson. Right, those are the three guys that were kind of staring at who's going to be um, the sixth starter, and I think I would pinpoint it down to Dakota Hudson and Jake Woodford. Uh, I think both those guys will be in the bullpen. Matthew Libertor, on the other hand, I think he would—he's going to be probably if he's not starting for the Cardinals, going to be a guy that's going to be platooning back and forth between Memphis and St. Louis. But I think he would be prioritized in Memphis as a number or a starter, right, and continue his development. A little bit more about Jake Woodford. And the reason I think he's the most underrated pitcher in the Cardinals organization, well, he has a career ERA of 3.61, okay? We don't need Jake Woodford to be a Miles Michaelis or a Jack Flaherty or even a Jordan Montgomery or even a Steven Matz. But if we can get the production out of this guy, Jake Woodford, with a 3.61 ERA, his career win-loss record is 8-4. and four. He's thrown 137 innings pitched, 90 strikeouts. Look, guys, he would be a firm starter on most of these MLB rosters. Right? Let's just face it. A lot of teams in the MLB, excuse me, sip of water, would be begging for a guy like Jake Woodford on their team, right? And 3.61 career ERA, Jake Woodford, in my mind, is the most underrated pitcher in the Cardinals organization. And I think he's got a lot to prove this spring, right? I mean, he's, I don't know exactly his age here. I think he's 26, 27. I know he's one or the other. But, you know, he's getting to the age now looking at me. He, he's, Listen, Jake Woodford, I don't know, obviously don't know him personally, but everything I've seen about this kid is he has been, you know, in, in Derek Gold last year, one of his articles, who is, you know, the right one of the writers for the St. Louis Cardinals said, you know, it's weird how they treat Jake Woodford, right? I mean, it is weird. You know, he's 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 been like a roller coaster, not really his career per se, but just the way the Cardinals have treated him. So it's a big season for a guy that's 26, 27 years old. You know, he's he's he wants to prove himself, he wants to get a good contract in the future. So Jake Woodford, great outing today, four innings pitch, no runs against a great Yankees lineup. Um, Very underrated pitcher, excited to see his development, excited to see what he can do for the club this year. All right, Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker was was insane today. He put on another show, right? He had another two-hit day, and I I don't want to say it's a crazy show, but he had another two-hit day, and the reason I say that is because it was against Garrett Cole. Okay, 20-year-old kid, never even had an at-bat in the triple in triple A. You know, facing a guy that, you know, is historically one of the best pitchers in baseball history, 
gets up there and um, he gets a hit. He gets a hit against the guy. Uh, Jordan Walker then comes up again later in the game. He gets an RBI single into right field, really good at bat. You know, you know, hits a ball in the right field, opens up the scoring for the Cardinals. You know, the two-hit day. Um, look, man, let's be honest. Jordan Walker is going to make this team if he keeps this up. And guess what? The he's he's batting 444. Okay. A guy that said, you know. He knows that he has to hit to find his way on the roster opening day. That's that's what they said. That's what Bill DeWitt said. He said if 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 Jordan Walker has a good camp, he will be on the opening day roster. Guys, Jordan Walker's batting 444 with three home runs, seven RBIs, his slugging is 889, and his OPS is 1.333. He is literally leading Major League Baseball right now in spring training with hits so far. He has the most hits in spring training out of the entire league. I don't know what else you can do in a guy like his position. If, you, if That is this direct way to make the, the roster. So, it's just insane. Like I said, Yankees broadcast said he's the only guy that can go pound for pound, for pound and eye for eye with, with Aaron Judge. You know, I don't know what else you need to hear after you hear something like that. Look, guys, at the end of the day, the Cardinals just simply can't overthink this situation. If if Jordan Walker performs like this, he has to be starting in the outfield. He has to be your opening day left fielder or right fielder. It's just the way it's going to go. I don't know the rest. I think all of it's going to play itself out. What I say last episode, the story writes itself. This episode, the future is bright. But two can be true at the same time. Jordan Walker is literally, you know, the script is writing itself with him. He's doing exactly what he needs to to make the opening day roster. But at the same time, look, the story's going to write itself. One of these outfielders is simply not going to perform, whether it's Tyler O'Neill. I mean, who knows if all of them are going to be even going to be healthy. But I know for sure that Jordan Walker right now is, if not, you know, the, the best player on the Cardinals roster so far this spring training. I know Arenado is batting over 500, but uh, it's just, it's incredible what, what Jordan Walker is doing. So let's not overthink this. Um, to back that up, I do not want. Jordan Walker's amazing spring to negate the fact Mason Wynn. Mason Wynn is having the most surprising, okay? I think Jordan Walker, he's not surprising because we expect him to be like this, but Mason Wynn's camp right now is fantastic. Mason Wynn hit a, you know, he had another double today. Um, he's actually batting 412 right now. Okay, he's batting 412. Uh, Mason Wynn is, you know, we think about it. He's batting 412. We didn't expect this out of his bat. We knew he had a good glove. We knew he can throw the ball, throw the ball you know, 90-plus miles an hour across the diamond. He even hit 100.5 the other day. Um, guys, the future is so bright with this team. The future is so bright with this team. And think about this. Jordan Walker's playing so good that we haven't even really talked about Dylan Carlson. I know he's been nursing a, an injury, and he hasn't been getting as many at-bats as maybe he'd like. But, you know, Gar Carlson got a hit today. We're not going to sit here and act like Dylan Carlson isn't playing okay. He's batting 278, right? It, may, it might not be enough to beat out Jordan Walker, but he is batting 278, and he had a home run yesterday, I think. Like, um, you know, that's the thing. Just because Jordan Walker is having an amazing camp doesn't mean a guy like Dylan Carlson isn't. and. Maybe, maybe, you know, Jordan Walker plays left field. 
maybe Dylan's in, in center field and maybe um, Newt Bar's in right field, right? And maybe Tyler O'Neill's on the bench. You know, maybe he comes in late in the game because he's got a really good glove, right? That's an option. Uh, maybe he's still some, some, you know, some DH spots. And then when he's not DHing, maybe he he goes back to the left field and and, and maybe we bring in, um, you know, Walker for DH. But then you got Juan Yepes, right? And I don't think Juan Yepes is an outfitter. I think he's going to be a, a, mostly a DH. But anyway, like I said, Dylan Carlson um, had a hit today and he's batting 278. Also, Brendan Donovan, man, he's keeping it up. Um, Brendan Donovan has had 23 at bats. He's batting 304. He had a three-run bomb today, a, a massive, massive home run against a really impressive lefty reliever. Um, can't remember his name, but he had a three-run home run against him. Um, there's, look, he's going to be the opening day second baseman. If there was any doubts about it, there isn't now. Um, he's already got nine RBIs this spring. He, he's really good. He's really good. What else happened today? Well, you know, we, we've all we've also talked about how we really need to find another reliever okay we, if there's my biggest concern i see our offense, offense is going to be fine our offense is going to be fine there's too much talent on this roster for them not to go back you know switch guys out and find a way to produce runs okay now whether that shows up in the playoffs i'm not sure but we've talked about how cardinals need to find another reliever and a guy that i saw today that i didn't know much about but i looked him up today after his outing is wilking rodriguez he looked sharp he looked sharp. Um, I don't want to overreact on one inning, but what I saw from this kid, not even a kid, he's a 33-year-old. He's from Venezuela, and I saw that he threw two innings for the Kansas City Royals in 2014, and it looked like he just came from the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, guys, this guy was throwing 98 miles an hour, 98-99, and he had one of the most filthy cutters I've seen at 93 to 95 miles an hour. I mean, the guys weren't even close on hitting that. So, Wilking Rodriguez, that's a guy we need to keep our eye on. He's 33 years old. It's now or never for a guy like this, and I think he really could be one of those guys that we need in the bullpen, okay? Um, uh, like I said, Zach Thompson, I've said this a lot on this show. Zach Thompson looks solid as always today. Um, he had an ERA of zero. He has an ERA of zero this spring, right? Um, he's a lock to make the bullpen. Um, Zach Thompson had a really good outing today. I think he is going to be one of the best relievers on this team. Uh, why do I love him so much? Is because he makes things look easy. He hits the strike zone. He looks confident. A lot of times you see some of these guys and they come in, they just don't look that confident. Um, that's a that's a big deal when you're a pitcher, right? You got to have the confidence, and I think Zach Thompson does just that. So anyway, that's today's recap of the spring training game. How exciting is this game, right? How bright is this team's future? And um, let's close with this. I want to close with this. You know, you hear me talk about on this episode how, you know, how bright the future really is for this team. But guess what? Pitching aside, let's take a second and really think about how bright this team's future is. Okay? Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Brendan Donovan, Tommy Edmond, Juan Yepes, Dylan Carlson, Mason Wynn, Wilson Contreras, Nolan Gorman, Lucan Baker, Tyler O'Neill, Alec Burleson, Lars Newtbar. That is nuts. You would feel comfortable with any of these guys that I just mentioned up to the plate, right? This is 13 guys that we feel comfortable with and we want to see get playing time. Now, the reality of it is there's not, you know, as many jobs 
to go around as we wish all these guys could have. But guess what? The future is bright. Why is the future bright? Well, you we, we like we've talked about a lot on this show. If all these guys don't pan out, if all these guys can't see playing time, there is a lot of teams in this league that will do a lot of things to get these guys, okay? So that's why I've backed John Mosellock a lot, right? I think it's good to keep our, our team intact. I think we play in a weak division, and I've always said, Yes, we play in a weak division, and yes, we don't do enough to really go over the top and probably beat, you know, beat the roster out from some of these other teams. But listen, I was really thinking about this. It's a good problem to have when you play in a weak division like this. The Cardinals can win this weak division, but also develop some of these guys and also use them as trade leverage come um, July trade deadline time, right? So just realize how bright the future is for this Cardinals team. Um. I mean, it's crazy. It really is crazy. And and the thing is, the Cardinals are middle of the pack in, in payroll, right? Sometimes we're like, oh, I wish the Cardinals will spend more. Well, yeah, I get that. That's okay. That's an understand. That's a reasonable, you know, um, a reasonable reasonable thought to have. But just remember, those thirteen guys I named, they're not going anywhere um, right now. And when we do decide to get them, to, you know, move them somewhere, we're gonna get some good pieces for it. So anyway, that's all I got. Um, Future is bright. Tomorrow, the St. Louis Cardinals play. Um, I don't know what time they play yet, but uh, yeah, they play. Yeah, that's right. They play Nicaragua, and um, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's actually going to be televised. So anyway, I'll come back to you in a couple days. Everybody enjoy their night. If you like college basketball, it's conference championship week, which is always a good watch. So anyway, World Best Baseball Classics also underway. So a lot of good stuff to watch. Um, As always, I'm Braxton Wheeler. This is the Believe in Cardinals podcast. Have a fantastic evening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.